Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light Shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We've got an amazing show in store for you with a returning guest to the show, someone I haven't had on the show for a while. Um, but before we get into it, I just want to dedicate this show to one of our loyal listeners, uh, Sanaya, uh, recently contacted me. She's having a little bit of a health challenge. So if we would all just uh, do the favor of sending Sanaya some positive energy, some good intentions, some some prayers, uh, I'm sure she'll be able to, to get through it without a problem. Um, but, you know, we can all use a little support when we, we come across challenges like that. So, Sanaya, if you're listening uh, live or on the recording, this, this show's for you. Okay, so let's get started. I really want to get to my guest, but of course, I have a section of my book, uh, Everyday Awakening, and we will uh, get to that. Now, this is actually the first uh, section of the second part of the book, which is all about growth. And this section is entitled, there is always a path forward. And here we go. Sometimes we find ourselves in a bit of a mess. Everything around us seems to be exploding at the same time. Too many things to do, too many places to be, too much on our plates. And the stress of having to deal with it all builds up. We become frustrated and scared. Can I handle it all? Can I get it all done? We wonder. It does not matter if these are projects that we like or not. It does not matter if they are challenges that include other people or not. It is how we show up in the moment that makes all the difference. It is the knowing we embody that allows us to deal with it all. Yet what knowing it is that helps us feel less pressure and stress in that situation it is the knowing that regardless of all the craziness we are experiencing, it is all already figured out and done on an energetic level. The knowing that as soon as we are faced with the challenges before us, the universe already created a path for their resolution. That even when we can't figure things out for ourselves, the universe has already figured it out for us that our main job is just to be present, to take one step forward or not, to put our energy into the one project that requires our attention at this moment and know that through the interconnectedness of all things, that one step forward affects everything. How do we know that the universe has already created the path forward for us? by the sheer fact of what is before us, by the knowing that these projects or challenges would not have come to us if there was not a solution for moving forward, even if the solution is to quit. There is always a way forward. There is always a solution. There is always a single step we can take. 
We do not have to get it all done at once. We do not have to even see the ultimate solution to what we face in the moment. All we need to see is the next step, the next few feet, the path that stretches out before us. Knowing that there is a solution, even if we can't see it, relieves the pressure. It allows us to take a breath, to bring us some internal peace, all so we can be more present and take that one small step, that one movement forward. Sometimes the answer is to not move at all, to just wait and see what happens. It can take practice to find that quiet place inside. This is why meditation is so important. It helps us to find that quiet place when there is craziness all around us. And it is from that quiet place we feel when we pause that we can recognize when it is just time to wait. There is always a myriad of things to do in our lives. Being at peace with that and knowing the universe has already created a path forward is the ultimate answer to finding that path. Life happens for us and is not done to us. So where can you learn to be quiet and listen more? So where can you, excuse me, where can you learn to be quiet and listen more? How can you take the time to just sit and wait to see what to go to next? So th this is one of those quotes that kind of came up to me. Uh, again, like in the middle of a lot of, of craziness in my life. And, and it sort of was one of those things that came to me of, you know, sometimes you just got to wait. Sometimes even when there's like all this ridiculous stuff happening around you, when you're not clear on where to go or what to do, sometimes it's just about sitting still and allowing things to resolve in front of us. It's so funny, like we so much think like we have to push and we have to get it done and we have to make things happen. And if we just sit back and relax and take a breath and wait, that sometimes and many times things will work themselves out for us. And yes, sometimes it means we're in a crazy situation and it just means there's no solution and it's time for us to quit. And that's what we've been resisting all along. I've been there. I was in the middle. I mean, before I got into all this stuff, when I was doing real estate, I was in the middle of this project. I had all my money sunk into it. Things were just going from bad to worse. And I was pushing, 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 trying to make something happen. So at least I just wouldn't lose everything. And ultimately, I just dug myself into a deeper hole because I was unwilling to just quit and move on. And But eventually I did. I mean, it cost me some extra bit of money and I did lose everything that I put into that project. But I just realized at the time, I did not have the expertise. I did not have the knowledge. I did not have the resources to keep going. And if I had realize that sooner, I could have quit sooner, and I would have even saved money. So sometimes, you know, the answer is to quit. Sometimes the answer is to wait. Sometimes the answer is just what's right in front of us. What's the next little thing that we can do? And sometimes if we just focus on that next little thing to do, that next little step, then the next step after that reveals itself. And then as we're working on that one, the step after that reveals itself. And then over time, by just taking the next little step, all of a sudden we look back and you know what? We've gone really far. So um, this is a, a especially a, a good um, section of the book um, with, with you know, going out to Sanaya and the challenge she's dealing with. And also I recently made a new friend, Nancy, who um, is dealing with some challenges as well. So Nancy, if you're listening or if you're watching the replay, I, I, I hope you're taking this, this uh, section of the book to heart as well. All right. Wonderful. So um, I, I hope uh, all things um, 
uh, 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 I hope all things are good with everyone. And it's now my extreme pleasure to bring to you uh, the uh, a dear, dear friend, someone I've known for a long time, uh, who I've had on my show in the past, but it's been a little while, hasn't it, Alan? I think it's mm. uh, last yeah. time I had you on, I think it was when I had a couple of other people on too. We were talking about right. maybe 2012. Right, me and Jody Sirota, and yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yes. So it is my pleasure to introduce to you Alan Steinfeld, who is the author of the brand new book, Making Contact. Alan is an explorer of consciousness. For over 30 years, he has hosted and produced the weekly television series, New Realities, here in New York. With over 70,000 subscribers to his YouTube channel, uh, there have been over 20 million viewers have seen his programs, including such luminaries in the field of health, spirituality, and UFOs, such as Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Ram Dass, and every major UFO researcher in the field, and a lot of spiritual teachers and yes. healers, I might add. Alan's, uh, you know, anybody who's anybody in, in this kind of field has been on Alan's show. Mm-hmm. So with his media experience, appearances, lectures, and conferences, he informs millions of people about human potential, such topics as remote viewing and the nature of alien contact. Mm-hmm. For over seven years, he has been an MC at the largest UFO event in the country, contact in the desert i forget do you do that in california or in yes we go out to joshua tree and we hang joshua. out and, but we just did it online this year ah yeah. okay he okay. feels that only the inner explorations of the soul are combined with the outer adventures of the mind can we achieve a harmonious understanding of our place in the cosmos and it is my pleasure to welcome alan to the show alan how are you doing today it's great. And I really liked what you read there because I was thinking, how does that apply to me and the process of this book? And I've been writing a book for maybe it was 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. every morning I'd get up. That would be my spiritual discipline, sit down and write. So I had a chance to meet a publisher and I, I, I was always wondering, how is that book going to be um, actually out there? But someone introduced me to a publisher and I showed him the book. He said, no, I don't want you to write that book. I want you to write this book, the one that's up there. But all, and all that hard work was okay. I didn't have to put it aside. It, it prepared me to write this book, maybe as a doorway to this other book, which is also about UFOs. So it, it just the practice, just the discipline of Every day, what do you call your book? Every day awakening. Yes, just that everyday practice got me in the energetic field to meet a publisher. And, you know, and maybe that's all perfect. Like maybe this book is just a doorway to these other books. So uh, everything is for us, right, Sam? Right. Every, right. And and you just have to trust that everything is for it may not show up the way we want or look the way we want it to look, but it's moving the world. Every day is moving forward, moving our spiritual awareness forward. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And And it's, you know, I always take the stance of, you know what, even if it's not true, if it serves you, why not use it? Right. So even if the belief that life happens for us isn't necessarily true, but it makes us feel better, we're more empowered, we're able to show up better, then why not use it? Right. Um, right. So because I, the opposite I, is life is not for us. And, and right. they're both just belief systems anyway. Right. And, right. and who knows, but maybe if we believe it's for us, I think we start to um, lean in the direction where we can see these opportunities showing up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now, Alan, you've been in, in the, in the spiritual community in Manhattan for Mm -hmm. as long as I've known you and and even longer. I'm just very curious. I never got this chance to ask you what got you started. How did you first kind of get interested in all this stuff? Thank you for asking that question because it was a definitive moment in my psychology, in my awakening. I, I graduated college in the, uh, early 80s. And um, I was very much psychologically based. So Mm -hmm. I thought everything was a manifestation of the of the mind. So when someone told me about this channel, this is when no one actually ever heard of channeling. Now, 
this 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 blonde, uh, you know, housewife from Seattle or Tacoma was bringing through this thirty five thousand year old Atlantean warrior. I said, well, that should be a fun show, right? Because I, I didn't believe that was possible. I don't even know if it's possible now. But So that was Ramtha. You remember the days of Ramtha? Oh, Ramtha, yes, yes. So Jay-Z I, Knight. Jay-Z Knight, right. So Jay-Z Knight would go into this trance and her body would transform, it would swell up, her eyes would go from blue to big dilated pupils, black, and she'd march around on the stage. And I thought that was a really good act. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know. Maybe she was crazy. Maybe, you know, there were three possibilities. She's crazy. She's acting. Or the third most remote possibility was maybe this is true. Maybe there's something to it. (laughs) Right. So Rantha or Jay-Z says, you know, the big mystery here is not the channeling. It's what's coming through your body. Who are you? Mm-hmm. What's that energy? And what's the source of that? And that kind of just opened me. I said, yeah, that's that's a good point. And then I'm sitting in a room about 100 people up on Central Park West. And then Rampa calls on me and says, what say you, beloved entity? How be you this day in your time? And it's like... What was that? It was like a Shakespeare. <laughs> but at that moment, the room started to become like hazy and misty. And I felt there was like this part of me coming out of my body, embracing that part of Ramtha, sort of in the middle of the room. That's the best way I could describe it. But in that moment, I knew I was more than my body. I knew there was this greater awareness. I, I, I realized that there was a soul there is an essence. I mean, just being spiritual means that you, you're, there's more to the reality than just the physical matter. And that was my moment where I had an experience. It's like people, you can read all the books, you can listen to all the teachers and workshops, but until you have an experience, then it's all just, you know, right. data. it doesn't mean anything to you. Exactly. Right. But in that experience, it was a doorway into this whole other mystical world that, and once you go through that doorway, Sam, you know it, the door closes behind you. There's no going back. back. (laughs) So, but that was the moment. And after that moment, I wanted to do every single workshop I could about spirituality and the soul and chakras and enlightenment and awakening. It's just like that became my mission. And that led me sort of into the UFO world, which is right. also related to this next level. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get into that after the break. We just need to take a quick break. I see on the Facebook Live, loyal listener Patty says she was almost her hairdresser. Uh, <laughs> she, she she wanted to be, she wanted to have like the Linda Evans look like. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. She, Linda Evans was a part of the Ramtha organization. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. So that's funny. All right. So, so great way to start up. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate Thank you that. For asking. I never heard that story from you. All right. That so, was so my moment. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. And and she's still around, you know. I yes. still see it connected yeah. to her online. All right. So so we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about, you know, kind of that bridge from spirituality to the whole UFO stuff. Right. And and what kind of, you know, got you along that path. And then we'll, we'll get into, you know, why you wrote the book and all that other yes. stuff. Okay. Right. Thank you. Yes. All right. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook on Facebook Live. And we will be right back with Alan Steinfeld after this. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. 
We join together each Monday at 7 p.m. So tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking with Alan Steinfeld, author of the brand new book, Making Contact and producer of New Realities that has been around. How how long ago did you start New Realities? About 95, 1995. Wow. Yeah. So it's still on Manhattan Cable. Oh, is it? Yes. Yes. I've been able to take all those programs I've done for the last, what is that? 30 years, 25 years, and put it on YouTube. So I, that's where I got my YouTube content from. Ah, wonderful, beautiful, beautiful. So now you sort of initially got put on the spiritual path, right? You, you went to this, this event with Ramtha. You, you had this experience. You yeah. start learning about all this stuff. Um, what kind of piqued your interest into the UFO side of thing, extraterrestrials and things like that, because they're, they're not necessarily the same thing, but there is a relationship there. They aren't the same thing. And that's exactly right. A lot of people believe a belief is not really the right word, but have had experience and not spiritual at all. And then there's this whole other camp that says this, these beings, whoever they are. And I don't think we really know who they are, except that they are here. And we'll go, go into what those, Senate Intelligence Committee just came out with, but there is a spiritual component to these beings that want to make sure we don't blow ourselves up, that want to awaken us to the oneness of consciousness. But for me, like I said in that last story, it started with experience and I was traveling cross country with this girlfriend. We slept at the side of the road. You know, we're traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast. And it was in, it was outside of West, uh, Western Nebraska, North Platte. If you're ever in Western Nebraska, it's kind of desolate. There was a sign that said, enter at your own risk there. I mean, that was a little ominous, but that's just because the irrigation canals were filling, fill up at night and they flood. But anyway, we just pass out and we just, you know, from driving all day. But what the strange part was that we were felt like we were frozen in the middle of the night. We were like suspended animation for the night. We woke up in the morning. We sort of like looked at each other, something weird. It just felt weird to be there. And then we keep driving, but I had a mark on the back of my leg, the back of my knee, a four pronged puncture mark. I didn't discover that until I got back to New York. And uh, my mother says, what's that? And I said, oh, that must be a spider bite or something like that. And then I was kind of doing a lot of videos. And I met this woman, what was her name? Christine something. She was choreographing her abduction experience. And I said, hey, Christine, have you ever seen anything like this? And she goes, yeah, that's an abduction, Mark. And I said, what? I mean, (laughs) uh, it's like, it just, it it was a little unnerving, I have to say. But I got obsessed with like, and then I met Bud Hopkins, the godfather of alien abductions. I was kind of taken into that intruder foundation group. And um, I I wanted to know what happened to me. And eventually I was regressed 
I mean, I don't know how much we can. Yeah, I was regressed. Aren't you a hypnotic regressionist? Or, or? No, no, I've experienced it, but okay. I'm not one myself. All right. But anyway, I was regressed back to that scene out in North Platte. And there were these beings that showed up and lifted us out of the van. At least this is my memory. And they kind of got some genetic information for their own purposes. And I mean, these things do not happen in this level of reality. I I tell the story and it's like hard for me to believe it because this, these beings don't even exist. Like I know, I see you, I know you like, but if you were, if I was to see an ET here, my consciousness would completely be shifted be distorted it's like they have a field effect because their thinking is so different than ours that there's a a shift and the best way to describe it is dreamlike this has been my experience other people have been more lucid uh people like whitley streber who's an inspiration to me wrote the book communion uh he's actually has a chapter in my book um it's it's a practice in lucidity a practice in consciousness in order to meet these beings on an equal ground and um so this regression brought me back to i guess this has happened to me i was a little freaked out but uh then i've had other dreams with these beings showing up so I became obsessed with the subject. That's why I went to every conference. I got to know all the leaders in the field. People have really researched this for 40 years. There was a movie that came out not that long ago. Um, I think something like The Fourth Kind. Yeah, there's been a lot of interesting movies. The Fourth Kind, there was that other movie with those strange... Arrival was a really good movie. Oh, Arrival. Yeah. There's been but, but lots, what, I, yeah. what I found interesting about the fourth kind was it was like a reenactment of the psychologist who who went to I think it was Juneau, Alaska, and people were like crazy yeah. things were happening, and she regressed the people back. But then they did a split screen, and they had like the actual regression session, and then the reenactment on one side, so right. you could see how the people she actually regressed back, how they acted and freaked out when she regressed them back to like you know some dream state where they saw like a white owl or something but it turned right. out it was wasn't a white owl it was that's a screen memory they remembered yes. it they freaked yeah there is that i didn't freak out when i remember it because it took me a long time to actually do the regression but it is uh, traumatizing for some people there's chapters in the book that i have to say there's not just my chapter in there but it talks about my story there's chapters by people i consider the experts in the field uh, And so there's 11 sequential chapters going from the external, the nuts and bolts. Oh, yeah, there's hardware out there. There's objects in the sky. There's, you know, the government cover up area, which is, you know, there's an offense and defense. There's the the intelligence or the phenomena. And then there's people hiding the phenomena. And then we're somewhere in the middle trying to find out the truth about both sides. So. I kind of go through this chapter. I have a chapter by John Mack, who was the psychiatrist at Harvard, who started to talk to people claiming abductions. And he said, you know what? These people are not crazy. They're having a real experience. You can see, like in that movie, The Fourth Kind, the trauma that some people have been through. And that's probably why I didn't remember it when I woke up that day, that night after that experience. Um because it's not like they're bad or evil. It's just their reality is so different, different. Mm. that it, it, it affects us on such a, a, a personal level. It's like we can't maintain that sense of self until, mm. unless you're really lucid, unless you're really practiced in the non-self. If you've done a lot of meditation, which people like Whitley Strieber have, they're able to maintain a more of a sentience in the presence of these beings. But I think that's also changing. Our vibration is adjusting to these other beings' vibration. And there's more than one race, of course, but... So I Wait, was let me a ask you a quick, yeah, quick question. Yeah, so, sure. so now you're talking about abduction, but there's a difference between abduction and contact, right? Yes. I make that distinction in the book. I call... The th- I'd say there's investigators looking at the hardware and the government. There's researchers talking to the people who are having these. And then there's the experiencers. And the experiencers, I break down into two categories, the abductees and the contactees. Now, the contactees 
are probably in touch with these more benevolent uh, beings. They, they have really beautiful experiences of oneness, right. of, right. of uh, merging, of, of elevation of consciousness. Those are the contactees. Daryl Anka, who's the channel for Bashar, right. writes about his experience in my book. And um, so a lot of abductees become contactees uh, in the sense they've adjusted to the trauma, they integrate it into their life, and then they're ready for more, they're prepared more for the more benevolent association. And that sort of happened to me. It's like, I don't think these beings are negative or, or evil. I think they want some of these beings, the little grays, want our genetic information for the evolution of their race. You know, re- uh, this is my theory. They reached a dead end because they became pure intellect. They bred uh, emotion out of them. They didn't th- they thought, well, we don't need emotion. We pure, you know, mind, pure intellect. And that reached a dead end. You, gotcha. you, there's no evolution in just you need passion. Right. You need emotion. You need empathy. So what right. we have in our genetic makeup are those qualities, you know, so they That's take a little piece of your you know, a gene for your eyes or your mouth. But within that, there's emotionality. That's why when they do heart transplants or liver transplants, the the recipient takes on the emotion of the donor because there's something embedded with actually in the cell. All right, beautiful. So I want you to hold that thought. I've got like a million questions for you. It's time for us to take another break. Um, When we come back, um, I'd like to kind of briefly talk about some recent events that have happened, yes. um, stuff that's been in the news, and yes. like what are the implications, okay? Yes. yes. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after this. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I just realized my mic was unplugged from the laptop, so it was using the webcam mic, so I probably didn't sound that good for the first half of the show. Um, so, Alan, uh, we've been talking about a lot of stuff, and, and just because there might be some skeptics, you know, one or two oh. out there listening to us, 
but there has been uh, some recent articles in major publications talking about this new report of Navy fighter pilots spotting what they call them unidentified aerial phenomena now. Yeah, that UAPs. It's re- it's a rebranding of UFOs. Right, right, right. Now. But- I don't know about you, but I remember as a kid, like there was a TV show on called Project Blue Book that was based on files where where these these army officers would investigate different stuff. And 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 like there's been stuff around this for a while. Yet at the same time, there's always been deniability. And and, but now, I mean, it seems like things are they shifting or. Yeah, there's been a huge change inside government that used to say don't report this or people will be ridiculed and they have been ridiculed and now there was just a report released june 25th called the preliminary assessment of unexplained aerial phenomena so the government themselves have changed the words ufo unidentified flying object to unexplained aerial phenomena and what they're telling us just in that change there is that these are not just objects. There's a phenomenal logical effect on humans. They, in some of this report, they say there's a cognitive shift. There's, and other people have reported inside the government that there are um, synchronicities that happen. There's, there's this ah. distortion of time-space. So there's a phenomena um, aspect to this. There's, there's uh, lots of effects people have. So right. in this report, which they don't go back further than 2004. They, I think right. they identify 141 cases, only one of which they say was looked like space junk. 140 or so of them are unexplained. Um, and they don't have an answer for this. And, and some of the people behind this report says, well, they're not Russian, they're not Chinese, they're not our advanced weapons. They'll go right up to the point where they're saying they're, they're from other world but they don't go there yet they're like they're just getting there and i interviewed one of these people Luis alizando who is really at the forefront of what's called the disclosure movement right 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 he worked for the pentagon in the advanced aerospace threat identification program which sort of broke the story it sort of broke the perspective oh no we can't talk about this to suddenly Yes, it's okay to talk about this. Now, there was, I remember there was a, a, a video on disclosure that was the former defense minister of Canada. Yes, Paul that, Hellier. Paul yeah, Hellier. Paul Hellier came out and said, yes, of course, there's UFOs. But the former assistant uh, department, of, is it defense? Anyway, Chris Mellon, who worked for Obama, and he says, yes, of course, there's UFOs. And he and this guy, Alessandro, are pushing for Senate intelligence uh, hearings about this. And in the COVID bill, the reason this came out is that Marco Rubio on the Senate Intelligence Committee put a five-page report saying all the organizations under the government needed to report about this unexplained aerial phenomena. So that oh. bill was signed by Donald Trump in, in December of 2000. Was it 20? And now six months, they gave him six months for intelligence committees to come forward. And that's why this June 25th report oh. was released in so, 2021. The, the other thing I remember about the Canadian defense minister in his videos, he talked about like, yes, governments are in contact with them. There are four basic races mm-hmm. and, and he described all this stuff. Are we on a verge of a, a big announcement like that? Or is this going to be a small kind of drip campaign to lead us up to it? It's a very drip, drip, drip campaign, because even in this report, all they will say is these are unidentified and we need to have more um, information. So mm. it's been this way, but there's been a shift. We are closer to the goal line of, of the government saying guess what? We're not alone in this universe. And this is what the people inside the UFO field are pushing for that. Right. And, and when that happens, yeah, go ahead. Who's the gentleman who did the disclosure project, Greer, yeah. is it? Even Greer. Even. He's one of the people. There's lots of people now really at the top of the list. And I interviewed and I got them to write essays, not Stephen Greer, because I have some problems with his approach. But uh, okay. um, John Mack, like I said, Whitley Strieber, Linda Moulton Howe, I think, who's really at the top of this field. Every day she is researching this, this, this 
project on deeper and deeper levels. She has whistleblowers come in and talk to her. What so, you- so let me ask you a question. I'm an average guy. I'm going yes. about my business, just trying to make a life. Why should I pay attention to this? Why is this important for us to know? That is a great question. You know what? For the average guy, it probably isn't important. They know because they are so locked into the system that says you have to feed your family. Of course, you do and pay your taxes and go to work. And and you don't have time to think about these other things. But for the science community, for the academic community, for the technological community, these things that we are now admitting are not made by humans, is what the government has basically admitted, have a technology that's not based on propulsion. It's not based on combustion energy. So they're not filling up their gas tank to get here. So imagine if we had that technology to power all the instruments, we'd help the the environmental climate change problem, and we wouldn't have to be paying oil companies billions and billions of dollars which is probably one of the reasons we're not hearing about this. The oil gas lobby doesn't want people to know about this new technology. This it's probably based on a whole new set of physics. So right. everything changes when this becomes known physics, cosmology, biology. What is the genetic makeup of them? Sociology. How did they get along with uh, as a planetary civilization long enough to develop this sort of power to travel the stars. How do we go faster than the speed of light? This is a game changer on all levels of awareness. And what are the what are these beings thinking like? What is their thought right. processes? What can we learn about the nature of reality based on their perspective? Now, now you mentioned before about like how you when you come in contact with them, it's like your consciousness shifts, your reality shifts. And I remember a long time ago, I heard someone say something that um, I think it was an abductee that said it's like you feel like you're an ant and you just met a human being. And like, you know, because there's such a huge gap in development, it's kind of like you're in the presence of a god or something. That's that's one of the issues why they don't appear in front of people, boom, because they don't want to be worshipped. We are equal to them, I feel, on the soul level, on the spirit. They may be a lot more advanced than us intellectually, mentally, their capacities may be greater, but they are not to be worshipped. And we have to develop the sense of self, Mm. the sense of beingness in order to be in that connection. So that's been the problem with they call the cargo cults when primitive cultures met a more advanced culture. Uh, they would give up their old ways and they just kind of um, lose a sense of identity. So what we've been struggling with for the past 2000 years, and especially since the COVID quarantine, is understanding the self, under making, mm. making contact with ourselves. And we have a true sense, you know, even in spiritual practice, you can't dissolve the ego until you have an ego, right? Right. You have to build that sense. So it's not about building ego. It's building an awareness that nothing can destroy the aspect of who you are as a sentient sovereign being. Right. So it's having a, a proper sense of self. Yes. Um, which kind of even goes deeper than ego. It's, it's a yeah. sense of, of, of your own presence, your own being, your, your, own, uh, yeah. your own essence. Exactly. Um, so let me, because you, you brought it up, I just want to touch upon it briefly. Yeah. So Zachariah Stitchin wrote a whole bunch of books, uh, starting with The Twelfth Planet, that was right. all about how aliens were probably the gods of ancient Sumeria. Is this something that you think, is it a misinterpretation? Have they really been around affecting civilization for that long? Well, yeah, I think they have been around. I think we're in a different new wave of ET races. I think maybe we ourselves, this is Zachariah Sitchin, we ourselves are upgraded hybrids of the evolving primates and the what's called the gods or the Anunnaki that came here. So mm-hmm. we ourselves are so different than all the other animals on the planet. We right. have these animal bodies, but the mind might be extraterrestrial. The consciousness may be from elsewhere, like most consciousness. So mm. I think in the past, yeah, the, the mindset was so primitive that all they could be seen as is gods, but God. we're a little more sophisticated, maybe. 
And um, this is also the Eric, uh, what's his name? Eric Von Donegan, the ancient aliens. He came up with that too, before Sitchin, actually. So yeah, the religions may have been made about these visitors that helped upgrade our civilization. Maybe they gave us writing and agriculture and all the things. Mm. So there has always been, I think, a presence of these beings and we, they've kind of been under the covers, let's say, uh, hidden. But right. now what's changing is there's more sightings than ever. More people are having personal experiences. So maybe we're about to meet these beings on an even playing field. That's okay. my hope. Hmm. So, okay. So last question before we go yeah. to break. Patty on the loyal listener on the Facebook Live asks, do you think UFOs are attracted to persons or people who are psychic? Yes, they're attracted to people who are more open-minded, more, let's say, evolved, which I think psychic is is an evolution. Everything, everybody's psychic. Some people who are called psychics are just open that part of their mind. When you open that part of your mind, you're more in touch with the greater reality. And these beings are part of a greater reality. We have to get out of this small-mindedness, this very narrow yeah. view. And when we do, we expand our psychic awareness, we expand our connections, our making contact potential with the rest of the cosmos. Yeah. All right. Beautiful, Alan. Thank you. All right. We're going to take our last break of the show. Oh, my okay. God, Alan. I could talk to you for hours. About well, this I'm here for hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when we come back, let's let's just talk about the book a little bit yeah. more. You know, how is it different from other books on the yes. same topic? Yes. And, and, and you know, what, what to expect going forward, okay? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour is Alan Steinfeld, author of the new book, Making Contact, and we will be right back after this are you passionate about the conversation around racism hi i'm reverend dr tlc host of the dismantle racism show which airs every thursday at 11 a.m eastern on talkradio.nyc join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover dismantle and eradicate racism that's thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m on talkradio.nyc Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Alan Steinfeld, producer of New Realities and author of the new book, Making Contact. Uh, Why do you call the book Making Contact? 
Making content. What's the subtext of yours? The evolution of humanity, you're saying? Uh, uh, Awakening humanity. That's what we're, that's the subtitle. That's the subtext of the book, awakening humanity to something more, making contact with ourselves, making contact with the planet and making contact with something beyond ourselves, beyond what we can conceive. So making contact is a two-way street. We have to drop into a, a greater awareness if we want these beings which are just waiting for us to wake up. Awakening humanity is really what these beings are waiting for. So we have to make an effort in making contact by, you know, getting rid of our warfare, our our arms, our nuclear weapons. You, You know, it's interesting. These ETs showed up in greater numbers after the atomic bomb was dropped after 1945. And they show up right near the nuclear test sites in New Mexico and Roswell is that's not a coincidence. They're very concerned about our weapons. It's like somehow some of those beings that, you know, didn't pay any attention to us are saying, well, we got to check these guys out because like now the teenagers have the car keys and we better make sure they don't kill them. Atomic bombs are not just like ordinary bombs, which are awful, but they rip holes in time space. This is what Uh, people are complaining about, the CERN, the particle collider. There's something else that goes on that's very disruptive, at least from some of what the scientists have said. So so how is your book different than other books around this same topic on UFOs and extraterrestrials? Thanks for asking that question. And I really appreciate all your questions because uh, you're, you're not just asking them. I feel you really do want to know and and that's of course so first of all my book is a collection of essays and so because no one person has the answer to what's going on that's why the government can't come out and say oh this is it this is because they don't know they don't have all no one has all the pieces it seems to me from talking to the experts in the field so i go i i it's a narrative this book has an arc from like the the hardware to the software to consciousness. So I go from the external to the internal with different people's experiences and research. So, and then I ask the reader, which I think other books don't do to put together the pieces. What, what makes sense to you? What parts do you buy? What parts resonate with you? How do you make sense of something that is definitely in our reality, but we have yet to define it? So we may call these things aliens, UFOs, UAPs. I have to tell you, that's not what they are. Those are labels that put unknown things into categories where it makes us easier to understand. And like, yeah. You know, I just wonder because there are so many movies about alien invasions and aliens right. coming down and being bad and wanting to conquer us and eat us and take over the planet. Right. Doesn't that create sort of like a, a negative predisposition to a lot of people against them? And then how do we overcome that? Well, yeah, most of the history of the human race have been about invasions taking over one one country conquering another. The history of our planet is littered with this. So we're projecting our human qualities onto these other beings. And if they wanted to take over and rule this, <laughs> they would have done it a long, long, long time, time ago. ago yeah. like, they're not doing that. They're appearing right. and disappearing. They show up to some people. They're they're not landing on the White House lawn. I don't know who would want them to. But, um, <laughs> you know, they're they're not. Even people inside the government, they may call this a threat, but only a threat mm-hmm. if they some of these these UFOs have turned off nuclear missile codes at nuclear missile silos. Oh. That's a threat to a, a military that relies on those defense, but maybe it's a benefit. So right. I don't think these things are a threat. They're waiting for us to grow up and take our rightful place among the stars as equal contributors. They're waiting for our consciousness, our planet to come together. I quote Bruce Lipton in the epilogue of this book. He says, evolution are single cells coming together form multicellular organisms. Those multicellular organisms join with other organisms and they create more complex animals. These animals come together, form communities and cities and cities come together, create countries and countries create a planet you know, with a, with a single focus, like a singularity Mm. of intent. 
He says, we are not humans until we create humanity, which means that we're all aware Mm -hmm. of our individuality and our unique contribution to the greater consciousness, which we're all a part of. And when we realize there's just consciousness is singular, then these other consciousnesses will come and will be at the next stage of evolution. Mm. So this is what we're on the threshold of. So, but, but, you know, in some ways you look at the world, we're more polarized than we've ever been before. I mean, I know like the media tends to play up the violence and that we're actually less violent than we've ever yes. been before, but, but there's still, there's more polarization. People are, 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 are in completely opposite sides in some places in the world the the totalitarian governments are like, feels like they're getting stronger. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are, are not so positive about the future and about what's coming. It, do you feel that that there might be some intervention at some point, or is this something like we've really got to work out on our own, or, mm-hmm. or, or they're well, just going to stand back and wait, and we could basically like uh, uh, annihilate ourselves? Yeah, no, there has been intervention over the course of our history. I think they've deactivated nuclear missiles that may have gone mm-hmm. off. Um, we have to help ourselves out of this mess for sure. We've created yeah. this polarity, but. It's sort of like an infection. Sometimes you have the poison comes out and it seems like it's getting worse. It's like a healing crisis, you know, mm. you go through this and you know about that. And then yeah. it, it, it so all this duality and polarity is coming to the surface so it can be seen. If it's not seen, we can heal the duality. So right. this is the moment in time we are witnessing now this vast differences of people. But I think as these things are worked out, as we realize we all have the same wants and needs, this is basic NVC, nonviolent communication, we'll realize just people have different strategies to meet those needs. And if people's needs can be met, which I think they can with a greater technology and an awakening to consciousness that we're always talking about, the awakening of humanity, when everyone realizes their needs can be met, then we can come into this greater level. And I think these, yes, these beings are waiting for us to wake up mm. to that realization, but they're not going to let us blow ourselves up either. Yeah. So All we right. have to look Great. at our problems for ourselves. And Right. But we definitely have to take care of the ecology and of the planet. Absolutely. We created a mess of a beautiful, yeah. beautiful paradise. Yeah. And the other thing is we have to realize that there are making contact is just opening up your heart, your mind to mm. pulling in this greater reality, just like a knowingness that these beings are here, opening your mind, trust your intuition. People, psychology has done us a service, but a great disservice in distrusting our own minds. And now we know so many people are psychic, intuitive, empathic, because we're learning to trust the deeper mind. And just, you might get a communication from an ET. You might be making contact. Just accept that trust what you get, know who you are, Mm. and communicate those messages with other beings. This is time of a planetary awakening. And that's what they're waiting for. Let's make contact with ourselves, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, Alan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. If people want to learn more about you, watch your show, like how can they find you? What's your website? Well, first of all, you can get the book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, Making Contact, Alan Steinfeld. You can find me on YouTube. That's been my primary platform since 2006. It's youtube.com slash new realities. I have every week I do about four or five shows about the government disclosure, about people who have made contact. I just met this woman online, Marina. She is like a star child. She looks like an ET. She has these huge eyes and she has, she's 21 with this amazing wisdom. I've just talked to this guy, Richard Doty, who was inside the government, uh, putting out disinformation. Now he's on the other side saying, you know what? He he wants to make amends. So this is such a complex situation. The government's not helping, except they're a little bit more along the line. The ball has been moved down the field a little more. So people can now trust, oh, I've seen something. Oh yeah, I read about that in the paper. It's, It's, you know, Joe Dispenza, I quote him in my book, knowledge prepares us for the event. If you read this book or you read something in the paper and you see something, 
in the sky because there are vastly more sightings now than ever before. Yeah, Don't yeah. doubt what you see. Yeah, sometimes it's a, it's a flare or something, but there are things out there waiting for our awakening. Yeah. You know. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Alan, thank you so much. A pleasure to have you back on it's the show. It's so good, yeah. Sam, to catch up. Uh, yes. and, and you look really great, actually. And I'm happy you're you're smiling. You look you. and you're and you're doing what you love, which is always an inspiration. Yeah. So you should be getting a book. Let me know what you think of it. And absolutely. Um, and people online definitely get a book. And I think you'll enjoy it. And you can always reach me at my email if you have questions, newrealities at earthlink.net. So thank you beautiful thank you alan and And thank you jan goldstaff for putting us together yes and thank you jan always he's uh, the the, uh, ultimate connector in new york yes yes so good so then thank you to my loyal listeners for joining into us this week thank you for patty and sanai on the facebook live i appreciate it as always let me know what you think feel free to contact me and uh and to stay tuned later today 4 p.m., Graham Dobbin and his show, The Mind Behind Leadership, followed by Frank Harrison and his show, Frank About Health, and uh, uh, cleaning up the, the block tonight, uh, Johnny Tsunami and Planet Pakaloa. Oh, can I make one more plug? Wait one second. I'm doing a talk sure. with Deepak Chopra at the Open yeah, Center yeah. online. July 27th, look at the Open Center, get tickets. Deepak, who never talks about the subject, is going to be interviewing me about making contact. That's July 27th, opencenter.org. Look at and and come and be part of that audience. Thank you. Yes, totally. You should, uh, Deepak's there, you you, you know, it's going to be a great thing. So it's everybody, check out opencenter.org. Thank you for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. 
As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.